When thinking about Dragon Ball, or Dragon Ball Z, the first thing that wouldn't come to mind, in my opinion, is the music. Just by the nature of how Dragon Ball exists in pop culture, images of Goku, Frieza, Vegeta, Piccolo, or Super Saiyans in general are properly conjured up immediately without any context as to what those characters mean. The music isn't far behind, though, and if you're like me, and are part of the notorious segment of fandom in the late 90s, early 2000s in America, Bad rock music tends to be the knee-jerk melodic motif that appears in your head whenever DBZ comes to mind. That's my idea of the mainstream world's familiarity with the show anyway, and the type of music it would employ in their respective perspectives. But since you're listening to this, I have to imagine you're a fan. And because of the type of thing DBZ is, the type of fan you are informs the type of music you think of when remembering Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z. For me, I actually can't tell you with surety which type of music instantly jumps in my mind because I like all types of DBZ music. My wheelhouse when thinking about the Frieza saga is the Bruce Falconer themes, but I can't or refuse to think about Gohan achieving Super Saiyan 2 without thinking of Unme no Hi, accompanying Gohan's determined face as tears are blown away by his awesome power. And to me, that's an aspect of my personal feelings on Dragon Ball Z. I like both types of music, just like I like both types of Dragon Ball, i.e. the Funimation English and Japanese versions. This episode is a bit of a Trojan horse, then, in that I will be talking about the various themes from both the Bruce Falconer soundtracks and the Shinsuke Kikuchi soundtracks, essentially breaking down aspects of both versions of Dragon Ball Z, partly because I was inspired by a fellow podcaster to do so, and I'm beating him to the punch by getting this episode out first, so I won't name the who, partly because as much as I'm proud of the episode 43 that we Jesse and I did, I do personally think that the dub versus sub segment of the discussions was a bit weak and ill-planned on my part. It just wasn't fair to me to throw that type of critical thinking onto Jesse after he'd only seen two half-hour specials of the series in Japanese. Partly, too, because, and you may have heard this on Geekdom's 101's Icons of the Dragon Ball Community interview with me, where I said I'd have to conjure up a few more episodes before we reach the end and get to episode 50. And finally, probably because I have no idea how to approach this episode otherwise, I must do a shameless Harrison shoot impression. So apologies to you, man, if you're listening to this with eyebrows arched. song of the DBZ anime from the first episode and continuing for 200 of his 291 episode run. This song is so f***ing awesome that I can't help but get happy whenever I hear it. For that reason, it remains to be THE iconic theme for Dragon Ball Z. And for good reason. It's steadily paced, yet exciting. There's rock music, but also enough instrumentals to give it an epic, fantasy-toned atmosphere. 
I first heard this song in full way back at the start of my fandom online, probably after seeing the Japanese opening for one of the first three uncut movies. Chala Hechala as a title roughly translates to the theme of the song, which is to take on any challenge with glee and excitement. Hironobu Kageyama gives it a rock ballad flair that makes it an instant classic. It's fun, energetic, and timeless. this episode will be dictated by the order of themes used throughout the podcast to open the show, I wouldn't be so sure. Still, loath as I am to admit, I should probably spare a word for Shuki Levy's Rock the Dragon, the main theme for the American Ocean dub for the first 50-odd episodes. This admittedly nonsensical song did set the bar for the fast-paced, action-packed feel of the series. Watching the visualized opening, it is funny that the majority of the scenes are from Tree of Might with some Dead Zone, World Strongest, and Nappa thrown in there. Those are good scenes to pick from, with the last 5 or seconds actually using the third version of Chala Head Chala's opening. It'd be forever until we would see Vegeta going Super Saiyan, or Trunks for that matter. Still, if there's one thing that defined the early 2000s DBZ fandom, it was hope and anticipation for the future. I personally like the song only as a guilty pleasure, because in, t- in terms of any themes from DBZ, this wouldn't even rank as one of my top favorites, so it's because it's a wacky. It's just. Nah. Still, Here's a song. Power, or We Got to Power, is the second Japanese DBZ opening theme, also performed by Hironobu Kageyama, and it is another one of my favorites. I seem to remember it growing on me when I first heard it, as it was so... I was so much a Chala Head Chala fan that anything other than that would appear jarring. But I heard it in conjunction to first singing the new opening for the Boot Saga with Gohan, Videl, Goten, and Trunks presented as the new main characters. 
I do really love this theme, and it's nearly as exciting and awesome as Chala is. It may be a new song, but this clearly is still the same show, and Kagayama performs with his usual brand of excellence.
before we get into the more iconic themes, let's sit a spell and think about what sets the mood for Dragon Ball Z. A tradition of every version of the show, although, now that I'm remembering it, I think the Ocean Dub actually cut out the recaps. Never mind. If you happen to miss the last episode, the narrator, either Joji Yanami or Kyle Ebert, would fill you in. And with great aplomb, for me, as well as all of you, I imagine, this always helped DBZ feel more epic. And I know that the word epic is a horrid out use of shorthand to describe something someone likes no matter what it is, be it, I don't know, ice cream or whatever. But it's appropriate for DBZ considering that the plant was always on the brink of destruction. I really like both the Japanese Kikuchi theme, both the Japanese Kikuchi themes and the Bruce Falconer theme for the recap scenes, as they both achieved dis different aspects of letting you know that this was not a story to miss out next time. So make sure that you sit down and tune in. The narration by Joji Yanami. Yanami? 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 I, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Joji Yanami. Always helped make Dragon Ball feel like a fairy tale to me. A fable from a bygone era that came and went a long time ago. No matter what the situation, be it victory over the Saiyans or Goku becoming a Super Saiyan, his tone was always measured and even. He usually would end up asking, What will happen? I can't do the Japanese uh, voice, but what will happen next? Which was funny to me because pretending not to know implies that he's watching the show alongside with us. And Kylie Bear's narration is fun too, although it's admittedly a lot cheesier. <laughs> Between the nutty dialogue from the early Funimation scripts and his almost race car announcer style of speaking, DBZ can come off sometimes as a traditional Saturday morning cartoon when it comes to the recaps. This is where I think Falconer's background themes really helped Ebert out in making the series sound more like the most important events we will ever know. There's an ever-present sense of urgency that I love and will always remember when it comes to Funimation recaps, and for that, I think they were great. Let's get more into the Bruce Falconer music. I made no secret that one of the first tracks of this that I instantly loved was the Ginyu Force theme. It was one of the earliest playing in the new episodes concluding the Namek and Frieza saga, and it played frequently until Captain Ginyu was turned into a frog. I love this theme. I just do! I don't know what it is. No, yeah, I know, I know what it is. It sounds like a badass space western, which is pretty much exactly what the Frieza saga turns into. At least once the Ginyu Force and Goku arrive. There's there's tension in the theme, there's that electronic pulse which almost mirrors a fast beating heart. I'm not sure what instrument provides the main sound, whether it be a woodwind instrument or a theremin or whatever, but I find it very effective in keeping the mood of the arc, keeping it exciting, albeit in a somewhat low-key way. Of course, I can't mention the Ginyu Force and music without talking about the amazing theme song DBZ Kai gave them, or Dragon Ball Kai, performed by the saves of the Ginyu Force themselves, as the song is literally the crew introducing themselves through song. This is a hilarious, bombastic tribute to some of the best and most memorable villains in the entirety of Dragon Ball. Yes, 
The next theme of Falconer's that really stands out for me is titled The Dragon's Theme. I mainly remember it playing during the final beam battle between Super Saiyan 2 Gohan and Super Perfect Cell, with the Z Warriors trying to help in any way they can. I personally can't think of a more awesome theme to play that gives such a palpable sense of desperation and fear that the planet might really be ending at any moment. This is a terrific theme and one that really has me yank out my sword and shield whenever someone rags on Funimation's music. Let's go back to Japan and Kikuchi and check out the themes for the first two specials. Another one of my top five personal favorite themes from this version is Bardock's theme from the story, The Father of Goku. No, not Solid State Scouter! Ha ha ha! Hikari no Tebi, of course! This always stands out as an excellent piece of arrangement that belongs more with an actual film rather than a 45 minute anime special. It gives weight to the tragedy of Bardock, the legacy of the Saiyans, and the history of DBZ's colleagues cosmic elements. I love this song.
の海の中のその一つで光が生まれ遥かな旅を続け僕の上に今たどり着く Similarly, Aoi Kaze no Hope, the ending theme for the history of Trunks, or translated The Blue Wind's Hope, is a song I've also enjoyed for years, although not as much as Hikari no Tabi. It's an upbeat, optimistic theme that ends the special on a high note after 45 minutes of death and despair. It's okay, it's, it's nice. It's a shame they replaced it with rap music in the、uh, Funimation English version. Now, I've said on the podcast when experiencing Dragon Ball Kai for the first time that I was not a fan of Kenji Yamamoto's score. There was something about it that I just did not respond well to. Some of the lyric songs, however, I enjoyed quite a bit, especially once we got into the Android saga. The first one you'll be hearing is My 18th Magic, which is number 18's character song. I love the pop rock nature of it, and it perfectly captures the essence of who that person is when we first see her terrorizing the planet with her brother in 16.
The second is the Lone Warrior, which plays during Ultra Saiyan Trunks versus Perfect Cell. This is a great song for future Trunks, and I personally think it fits better for the character than Aoi Kaze no Hope. It's determined, action-packed, and actually sung by the Seiyu for Trunks, Takeshi Kusao. Seiyu for the uninitiated is the term for Japanese anime voice actors. Since we're firmly in the Android cell arc in this retrospective, let's go back to some of the Falconer themes that really shine. The first, and this is a big one, is Vegeta's new theme when he returns fresh as a Super Saiyan, titled Hell's Bells. This is pretty much perfect for his character. The use of the bell ring is brilliant and makes the character both at once badass and scary.
Another keeper is the training theme mainly used when Goku and Gohan train as Super Saiyans in the Room of Spirit and Time. Uh, uh, hyperbolic Time Chamber. It's a fast-paced, intense theme. Useful for working out, I'd suggest. I'm also quite partial to the Perfect Cell theme. Whenever I hear it, I just think that I think of that one really smug and evil-looking image of Cell that Akira Toriyama drew and colored for one of the manga volumes, the Tangoban or the Kan. It's probably the Tangoban. It's a great techno-based robot type of theme that instills a sense of menace and dread. But it's fucking cool. There's also Android 16's theme, which plays in the Funimation version during the Mega Super Saiyan 2 sequence. I know a lot of people think Funimation on that scene by adding in Gohan's inner monologue and playing 16's motif, but I personally love it. Keep in mind, the first time I saw the scene was in Japanese, and I'll get back to that. But I think 16's theme is very nice, and I think it works very well towards that scene. I don't mind Gohan's inner monologue, as I think it works well for the anime. Yeah, in the manga, uh, the panels jump immediately to him screaming, but the transitionary moments with the flying bird, I think, allow for minor, minor embellishments. So, I get that people hate it, and it is one of the most important scenes in the series, but I think Funimation did a good job, and uh, I, I love it for what it is.
One last big one from the Falconer Android era is the tracks titled Gohan Angers. And I say tracks because there are two versions to this, Angers 1 and 2. One begins with incidental music that plays whenever Gohan watches the Z Fighters get beaten up by the Cell Juniors. This theme becomes Gohan's main Falconer theme when he shows up later in the Boo Saga, with his ultimate potential unlocked, and it's one of the best themes the man ever did. It serves the character perfectly in such an interesting way that I'm not sure how he came up with it. The use of pianos and guitar was terrific, and just the fact that he used it when he when Gohan confronted Super Boo I thought was, was perfect and, and inspired, quite frankly. So like I said before, I first watched the Super Saiyan 2 scene in Japanese when lent a bootleg copy of the Cell Games back in 2000. It was amazing, and certainly helped make this scene my favorite in the entire series. What also helps is the anime plays Unme no Hi, or Spirit vs. Spirit. This plays over the final couple of minutes of that episode, and that was so rare for Dragon Ball Z to do that it really hammers home how important and iconic this scene is in the context of the entire series. It's great, and one of my favorites in the entirety of all of Dragon Ball Z. Spirit vs. Spirit performed by Hironobu Kageyama.
sure sent that light into another dimension. The next dimension will be right back after these messages. Aquaman and Firestorm fighting crime together. Soak them down or burn them up. No one does it better. Whenever you find trouble, they'll always be there to catch them in a bubble or even torch their hair. Stand for truth and justice and see on land and air. Firestorm and Aquaman, they make a super pair. The Fire and Water Podcast. Celebrating Aquaman, King of the Seven Seas, and Firestorm, the Nuclear Man. Available weekly on Aquaman Trine, Firestorm Fan, and on iTunes and Stitcher. I'm one of your hosts, the Irredeemable Shag, here to talk about Firestorm. Along with me is my co-host Rob Kelly, here to talk about some guy that talks to fish. Really? You're going to pull this crap during the promo? Bad enough, I have to put up with your shenanigans every week, but... To succeed in transporting Yamcha into another dimension. And now back to the next dimension. Because of the nature of the series using the opening themes for both the shows, the show and the movies, only changing once, there are a lot of more ending themes to choose from when listing one's favorites, especially concerning the films. The first DBZ ending, which was used back in a podcast episode 42, I find to be. Yeah. But I do love We Were Angels, which was the ending theme used during the Boosaka in the original uh, anime's run. I think it's a nice sounding song that captures the proper feeling that this is the end of the show that we're watching, and things change. Time moves on.
a lot of recurring themes throughout the dramatic points in the series. Here are a few rapid fire that are my favorites, although I couldn't exactly point out when they premiere first in the shows or movies.
So there are a number of Dragon Ball Z movie end themes that we played over the podcast. And there are a number of ones that I liked, but my favorite is the end for movie 13, uh, titled Ore ga yanra nakya dare ga yaru. Um, I love this theme. Uh, it's just so much fun, and by this point, I just don't want to talk m- much longer so you guys can listen to the song, so here it is. Finally, in my mind, there comes the end of the episode wrap-up theme. Now, Kikuchi's score was fairly quick. 
um, in a brief motif of the main theme, whether it's Chala Hichala or We Got Power. I love Bruce Falconer's wrap-up theme, where the narrator kind of comes in, interrupts the fight, and says, What's going to happen next, you guys? So, um, let's hear that, because I really, really love this theme, and um, I really enjoyed playing it when I did back in episode 12, I think. So by this point, uh, that's pretty much the end of the major themes of Dragon Ball Z that I really like. And there are others that I'm not listening here. Um, I'm a fan of Romantic uh, Agaru, uh, I'm sure that's not the entitled, total title, which is the ending theme to the original Dragon Ball that we played in the Dragon Ball Evolution episode. I'm a fan of, uh, I'm a fan of various themes, I'm a fan of some video game themes. Um, which may be heard in the future. That played in the past as well. But uh, these are the main ones. I think that hopefully this will illustrate uh, the value in both versions of this series that fans of the opposite versions, whether you're a fan of the dub and hate the sub or vice versa, hopefully they can gain some appreciation. There's a chance they probably won't because if, if you're going to something with a fixed opinion, it's hard to change that. But this is my attempt, as I always try to do. The great communicator, as I like to try to be. Um, I'm sure this is a nostalgia trip for any sort of fan, one way or the other. So, thank you very much for listening, listening to these songs, and I will catch you guys with Jesse in the next episode. Adios. Thank you for listening to the Next Dimension, a Dragon Ball Z podcast. You can find the show and leave feedback at dbznextdimension.lipson.com or write in for emails at dbznextdimension at hotmail.com. If you like what you're doing, please leave in the feedback at iTunes or like us on Facebook. Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball GT, and Dragon Ball Kai are all owned by Funimation, Toy Animation, Fuji TV, and Akira Toriyama. Dragon Ball is created by Akira Toriyama. Watching Dragon Ball Z, it's a turn in the crack.
Dragon Ball Z Focus, see my power level over Super Saiyan 3 Splash, you know what you saying But you trying to be me But I'm feeling like Trunks When I blast you through these streets Splash, nigga talking shit Why they hating on my teeth Splash, chilling in the back And I'm rolling up my trees Splash, chilling in the cut Watching Dragon Ball Z Why they hating on my seeds? I'm chillin' in the back when I'm rollin' up my trees. Chillin' in the cut, watchin' Dragon Ball Z. I'm chillin' in the cut, playin' Dragon Ball Z. I'm in a hyperbolic time chamber, sippin' on coke. Sent to be my power.